My name is James uh, Mungai Kamau and uh, I am from uh, Kenya and I am the regional director uh, for Young Life uh, in Kenya. When a kid gets to go to camp, there's so many things that they experience and they have a lot of expectations. And the very best for them is for them to, to be together, to be in a different environment from uh, the one that they have uh, come from. They get to experience uh, good food, they get to experience hospitality, and also they get to, to, to play together with, the, with one another, and also they get to go to, to club, and in club is where they get to hear the message of Jesus Christ delivered in a way that they get to understand from uh, somebody who loves them and somebody who understands the, the youth culture and the youth world. Now when we take kids to camp, we take all type of kids to camp. We take Muslims, we take Christians, we take rich, we take those who are very poor. We also take those who are still struggling even in their Christian faith. Now here is a, a story of one kid who was from Muslim background that I took him to camp last year, August. His name was Salim. So Salim, when I was journeying with him in contact work, and then the time came and if we were to go to camp, he told me he doesn't want to go to camp because he feels his father won't like what we'll be going to share there because he has been club and he had us talking about Jesus. So he was so much say like his father won't allow. But luckily enough, the father allowed him to go to camp and I went to him to camp. And during our cabin discussion, he said, when uh, there's a question always ask, what can hinder you to give life to Jesus Christ? He said, what will hinder him to give life to Jesus Christ was his father. That was, that was the main hindrance because his father was a staunch Muslim. Then by, as we continued, I was surprised that during the time they were invited to stand up to say yes to Jesus Christ, he stood up and he said yes to Jesus Christ. I was so much worried because I thought, I didn't know what will happen to him when he goes back home. Then after going back home, one day he comes and tells me like, my father want to talk to you. So I went there knowing very well, like maybe the father will be very disappointed because the son has given life to Jesus Christ. When I met the father, he told him, whatever you gave my son seems to be something good. He told me like you told him about somebody. And if that person has is making my son to think the way I'm thinking, I'm ready to follow that person. And he said, go ahead, continue making him better to understand that person you shared with him. And the only person I shared with this kid was about Jesus Christ. I want to invite all of you to come to Kenya. Come and experience young life in Kenya. I know it is expensive, but it's worth it. Come be with us. Go out there, come be in our clubs. Come serve the teenagers in camp, in discipleship camps. Come be with our leaders and even come and do projects for in high schools and primary schools where we are doing ministries. This summer, I am inviting you to be with us in Nairobi, Kenya. You will never ever regret it. Thank you. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love James. That's James. He's our um, uh, global partner there in Kenya, man. If you guys have an opportunity to go to that uh, missions meeting, exploring missions, I think you should. We go to even three places like uh, Blair said, but it's uh, just an awesome experience to see God working throughout the world. I think it's a unique opportunity uh, to see how he operates in places like Africa. It's just a unique thing. So uh, get to the exploring missions meeting there. I think that'd be a good thing to do. Well, on this Memorial Day uh, weekend, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to everybody. Glad that you're here. For those of you watching online, thanks for doing that wherever and whenever you're watching this. Uh, just so glad that you're giving God an hour. Uh, in my prayer, 
prayer all the time is that you just have that moment with God in the worship or the message or somewhere where you just kind of feel God and you have that moment. So thanks for giving him that uh, moment. We're just so glad that you're here. Uh, today, I'm excited today because we are wrapping up this great series that we started uh, in Easter called God Is, where we're looking into some attributes, some characteristics, some truths about who God really is. Uh, so we're gonna get that in a minute. But before we get there, uh, I just wanna give all of us as a church a, a real quick update on what's happening with uh, Barbersville uh, and what's going on. A lot has been happening, actually. So if you don't know, uh, real quick, in October, uh, we kind of talked about how we felt like God was leading us uh, to start praying about uh, planting a church or, or, or having a part of planting a church in the Barbersville-Huntington area. And that's all we really felt like we knew at that point. All we knew is that we felt like we wanted to be a part of what God was doing and God wanted us to be a part of what he was doing to the west of us. And so we just asked you as a church in October, start praying for that. Pray for us to, to hear from God, pray, pray for direction on that. And so over the next few months after that, we, we just started thinking about getting some teams together and we started praying about uh, just having a team that would get together and just pray with us. And so in January, we started that. We just kind of publicly offered a monthly meeting to say, if you wanna come and, and pray a little bit more with us, uh, we just had a monthly meeting there and we prayed for a team of people just to, to be a part of that with us. And man, God totally did that. We had a solid team. Then over the last five months, uh, there's been about 40 people or so on that team just been meeting over the last five months and, and just praying and, and rising up and seeking and dreaming with us and, and just talking to God about some things. And man, God started opening doors. It's been an amazing team, amazing uh, thing over the last five months. And so what we did uh, in that group is we kind of challenged that group uh, to really be owning a few things in Barbersville. One of the first things that we asked them to own and, and really be a big part of was our church left the building uh, uh, opportunity. That's just where we go out there in the community, do all kinds of projects in the community. We thought, man, that'd be perfect to do in the Barbersville area. And man, they stepped up big time. So did you all as a church, by the way. What we, what we ended up seeing, this is just an amazing thing to celebrate. We ended up having 12 projects in the Barbersville area with over 250 people serving in the Barbersville area. I just wanna celebrate that. That, that's an amazing thing. Yeah, let's clap for that. I think that's awesome. And so we saw that, and then we also challenged the team. We do Big Kick Soccer Camp. We've been talking about that. And so we said, all right, we're going to do a Big Kick Camp in Barbersville too. So we're going to be doing that the same time we're doing our camps here. We're going to be at the Kennedy Center. Uh, and so we asked, again, uh, for everybody to step up and be a part of that. And uh, what we're, where we're at right now, I just think this is very, very exciting. Right now, as of now, we have 75 kids signed up for our Barbersville Camp. Teams are filling up. And we are, here's what's exciting for me. Of that 75 kids, two-thirds of the kids and the families have never attended River Ridge Church. I just think that's an amazing, amazing thing. It's exciting to me. And so we're excited. They're excited. that We're reaching the people in that community, and they've just never even come to River Ridge Church. I just think that is an awesome, awesome thing. So we're excited about that camp. And then one of the prayers that we've had uh, was that we, we were pre been praying and asking God to kind of have a leader also rise up, okay? And, and we didn't pray specifically for a pastor, but we just prayed that God would put on somebody's heart and a passion for Barbersville and a, a desire to see uh, his kingdom moving uh, in that area and a desire to take on a bigger role uh, with us as a church over the next 12 months and beyond. And so we were praying for that. And he, man, this is so awesome. So God not only did that, he not only raised up a leader, he did that times five. So we actually have five people who stepped up and said, no, I'm gonna say yes to God. I'm gonna take a bigger role. I'm gonna lead this team a little bit more. And so I'm gonna give you those five guys' names. So if you know them, man, come alongside them and encourage them, uh, just, just pray over them. And, and just, man, it's just awesome that I'm able to give you these guys' names. So here are the five guys that stepped up and said, yeah, I'm gonna take a bigger role in this leadership team. So they're Jeremy Dalton, 
Jason Hager, Tom Poling, Randy Sutherland, and Robert Young. So let's just praise God for that team right now. Come on now, if you know them, come on, let's give it up to them. Awesome that they're doing that. Thank you so much. It's awesome. That, uh, so we've been seeing so many things moving uh, with what God wants to do in Barsville, and it's just awesome to see him answer prayers, uh, not only uh, for, for all of us as a church, just to see what he's doing. So here's where we're going to go uh, over the summer with our Barsville team. Our Barsville uh, bigger team, they're going to be keeping that momentum going. They're going to be doing a few block parties and stuff like that in the Barsville area to kind of keep that going. We got a few things for that leadership team. Uh, and here's what I want you to do as a church over the summer, okay? I want you to be praying with us for God's direction, just to keep lining ourselves up with what God wants to do over the summer and then moving into the fall, kind of get rolling on some of the things that we believe God wants us to do to be a part of with what he wants to do, Barbersville and West of us, okay? So I just wanna give you a big update. God is doing a lot of great things, man. I'm telling you right now, it's exciting to see what he's doing there. So awesome to give you that update. All right, if you have your Bibles, let's get to it. Go ahead and grab those and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians 13. I'm really looking forward to this teaching today as you're opening up there. Uh, and we, I'm just so glad to be wrapping up this God Is series with the last installment of this and what we're gonna be talking about because I really think that God's gonna be answering a few questions for some people. I think there's gonna be, uh, my prayer, my hope is that this unlocks a little bit of mystery for some of us because here's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna be talking about God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? So 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, and as you're getting there, there are, uh, I don't know, as I get older, I think that more of this is not for me, but there are a lot of things I just don't get, uh, just period, like in this world, I just don't get, like fashion, I don't get fashion, I don't get it one bit, and the older I get, the less I understand about it, so here's the one thing, I don't get, I really don't get this, I, I'm serious about it. I don't get how there are famous rich people who are wearing the exact same wireframe glasses that I wore in sixth grade and got made fun of, and rightly so, and now those are cool, like I don't get that, I was the birth of cool right there, like you know, Buck teeth, unfortunately, didn't make that list. I'm just saying, but like, that, that's amazing. I don't get why those are actually popular right now. And I wore them in sixth grade. Uh, this past week, Courtney and I went to uh, Cincinnati to celebrate our anniversary. We love going to cities. When we do that, we really love going to baseball games. That's one of our favorite things to do. And I'm kind of a geek with that stuff. So when, when I knew we were going to the Reds game, uh, I started researching the food. I was like, Where, what's the best place to go get some food? That's what I do. And so I found this amazing thing called Cheetos popcorn, okay? Now, 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 this is not just Cheetos and popcorn, okay? Like this is Cheetos being mixed with popcorn and then heated in a kettle and it all melts together and it gets all gooey and ooey. And here's the thing, Courtney did not get it, but I got it and it was amazing. Like, look at that, you can see the grease spots on there is amazing. Like, and here's that my thing, I'm not kidding you, my fingers were neon orange for the next two days. I could not get it off. We went to like kind of a fancy place to eat and I was like, hi, hi. You know, like it was like, but I, you know, she didn't get it, I got it. I don't get fun size candy. That's not fun. There's no fun with fun-sized candy. Well, there's that, that should be called the opposite of fun. And I just eat three pieces anyways, all right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get fun-sized candy. And with, with Christianity, there, even with people who are Christians, there are, there are some of those things that we are, they're just not easy to grasp, right? They're not, hard, they're not easy to get. They're a little bit more mysterious. They're, they're harder to understand. And the Trinity is actually one of those. That's, that's one of those. So the Trinity, if you don't know, the, the Trinity is a doctrine that Christians believe where, there, where God exists as one God. There is one God, but he also exists in three distinct persons. 
You have God the Father, God the Son, and you have God the Holy Spirit. And here's why this is a mystery. It's a mystery because this isn't saying that God is just three different persons because that would mean that there are three gods, but there's only one God. The Bible's really clear about that. So that's kind of why it's a mystery. And it's also a mystery because each one of those don't represent a third of God. The Holy Spirit by himself isn't one third of God. All three, the Bible says, are all fully God all the time, but yet there's just one God. And so some of you right now are thinking, I don't get it. I know that's why it's a mystery, okay? Like that's what I'm saying. It's a mystery to a lot of us, even for people who've been Christian for a long time, it's a big mystery of how that actually works out with God being one God, but existing fully as God in three persons. It's a mystery. So here's what I do with that, everybody. Here's, here's where I go with that when I come across things uh, in my faith that, that are about God that are a little bit above my pay grade, a little bit above my full understanding, that are a little mysterious. And this is what I do with really everything that I encounter with that. One, here's where I start. One is I believe that if all of God is easy to understand, I don't think we're dealing with God, everybody. Like, I just think he's a little bit bigger than me. I think he, there's a little bit of stuff that I will never understand. And here's the thing, I'm okay with that. And I think some of you need to be a little more settled in some of those things that we don't understand about God because he's God, okay? So that's the first thing that I do is I'm just, I'm settled with not understanding everything. In fact, I'm okay with not knowing it because he's God. And here's the second thing. The second thing goes along with it. I also know and believe that God will always, 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 he will always connect the dots uh, with me, even with stuff that that's above my pay grade. He will always let me know what I need to know, even if I don't fully understand everything about him. So that's kind of how I deal with it. So, so the Trinity is one of those mysteries. It's one God, he exists in three persons. And so let's check this out. This is where uh, I wanna start with 2 Corinthians 13. This is Paul actually ending his letter to this church and he ends in this benediction, but it, this is one of the most helpful scriptures for me to understand the Trinity, to understand uh, who God is and how he exists and how it helps us. Here's what he says. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Okay, so Paul right here kind of gives us this doctrine, gives us this understanding of one God existing uniquely as three persons, all fully God. And he kind of breaks this down in a way that helps me understand how the roles are in each one of these God persons. Okay, so we have the Father, God says the love of God. So God the Father has a role and his role is to love us. That's his role, God the Father, he loves us. And then we have God the Son, that's Jesus, his role. That's God saving us. That's God dying for us and forgiving us of our sins. And then we have the Holy Spirit Spirit, and that's God's role of actually having fellowship or actually here's how I say keeping the friendship with us and God going in the life that we live is keep that presence of God up in who we are with God and say so here's here's where I want to go with this this morning okay here's where I want to go is we're thinking through the last God is that God is Father Son and Holy Spirit here's what I think is happening today I think today that there are a lot of Christians there are a lot of people who are going to heaven Okay, there are a lot of Christians going to heaven and they know God and they love God and they understand the love of God and they know Jesus and they, and they know what he did uh, for them and, and they understand that, but they have not fully experienced the Holy Spirit. I think that's where a lot of people are. They haven't fully experienced the Holy Spirit and what he, what he can do and the distinction that he has. So, so we're gonna learn a little bit today about the Holy Spirit. We're gonna kind of go talk about the Holy Spirit. And right now, some of you are getting a little nervous, okay? Like you're getting a little nervous, let's be honest. Like you're wondering where I'm, where I'm gonna go. We're gonna talk about talking in tongues. We're gonna talk flopping around. Like what are we doing? You're looking for the exit. You're like, how can I get out of here? Like that's what you're doing right now. Now just calm down. We're not gonna go all, we're not gonna be able to talk about everything. Uh, but really that's the problem for so many Christians, isn't it? It's the problem that so many of us have. Like your understanding of the Holy Spirit 
is more based on kind of what you heard or maybe some of the things you've seen that are, that are a little strange and, and, and not really what the Bible says at all about the Holy Spirit. And so we're gonna look into this. I mean, and, and again, I understand like even hearing the Holy Spirit or even the Holy Ghost, that's even harder. To, like if somebody comes up and says, hey, I got a spirit, you want it? You're like, I'm good, I'm good. Like, you know, no, it's a ghost. Do you want it? No, no, no thanks, right? Like, but it's holy, you want, no, I'm good. And you're, you're like backing up, right? Like that's, that's where we are with this. And so we need to talk about this because here's the thing. Here's what we all know, everybody. See, the less we know about something, what do we do? The more we kind of distance ourselves from it. Isn't that true? The more we just put a little bit of distance between that and that thing. And here's what I'm gonna say. The more we do that, this is why it's so important for us as believers in Christ, the more we do have the Holy Spirit, the less you're gonna actually be fully experiencing God and the fellowship that he wants to have. So it's so important to understand a little bit about the Holy Spirit, all right? So we are gonna get to know the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Yes, all right, we're gonna hear about the Holy Spirit. Just a few things to start. Here's the first thing. The Holy Spirit is talked about 800 times in the Bible. That's a lot. So, so he's talked about a whole lot in the Bible. So, so he, he, the fact that we don't really know a whole lot, that shouldn't hold any water just due to the fact that he has mentioned 800 times in the Bible. That's just something we should know. Here's the second thing. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a he. All right, like I don't really get bogged down on the whole thing, but I just wanna make sure that we understand. He is a God person. He is a he, he has intellect, he has emotions. He, he speaks to us, he speaks truth. That's what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. So he is, is not an it, all right? Now, I, and I found myself saying it every now and then, but I'm just saying principally, the Holy Spirit is a he, okay? That's the second kind of thing to, to know. Here's a third one. This was the one that stuck out to me the most in my studies uh, that I've had. The, in the original language, so, so the Holy Spirit is actually referred to in the Bible as wind, okay, as wind. So, so this is really, really kind of, I wanna talk about this just for a second. So whenever you come to the word Holy Spirit in the Bible, uh, every time, all 800 times we see the Holy Spirit, it's actually one word in two different languages. You have the Old Testament, which is Hebrew, and you have the New Testament, which is Greek. And so in the Old Testament, whenever you come across the Holy Spirit, the, the original Hebrew word is the word ruach, okay? Ruach, that's what it is. And here's what it means. It means a wind, a violent exhalation. That's what it actually means. And so here's what happened when scholars who were translating the Hebrew language and they came across this, that God is Ruach, they're like, they didn't know what to do with that. They're like, do we say Father, Son, and, and Holy Wind? Like, what do we say? And so they, they came up with that, we're gonna say Holy Spirit. Whenever we see God is Ruach, Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, that's kind of how they did it. And the New Testament was the same way. Whenever you come across the Holy Spirit in your New Testament, it's the word pneuma, okay? And the word pneuma, just like Ruach, is actually a current of air. Now, I love this, a blast of breath. So that's when, whenever the Holy Spirit is mentioned, it's the original language in Greek is a blast of God's breath. And so that's what it is. And so every time you see, we're gonna get into these here in a minute, but I just found that really interesting that when you come across the Holy Spirit, that's, it's actually more referred to as wind, a breath of God. Here's the last thing really quick, uh, is, is that every single believer in Christ has a Holy Spirit in them. If you are here and you're a Christian, here's the truth, you have the Holy Spirit. And here's what Paul says in Ephesians 1. He says this, he says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel, that's the, that's the story of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, of your salvation, and believed in him, you were what? You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Okay, so every single follower of Christ actually has the Holy Spirit. Now, this is why this is so important, everybody. Here's the big idea. Here's the thing. If you are a follower of Christ, if you are a Christian, see, you shouldn't be nervous about the Holy Spirit because he's in you, all right? And here's the bigger thing. 
you really shouldn't be uninformed about the Holy Spirit because he's in you. And so you should kind of know a little bit about who he is if he's really in you. And all he wants to do is he wants to get all of God working in your life. And so here it is. Don't miss this, okay? Don't miss this, all right? Your life, your faith, you gotta catch this, has God's breath in it. There is a powerful exhalation of God in your life. And it comes through the Holy Spirit. And here's what I wanna believe. I just wanna believe this. I don't think there's any Christian alive who wants their faith and wants their life with God to be stale. And here's the good news, everybody. Neither does God. He doesn't want your life with him to be stale. In fact, he has a whole God person dedicated to actually making sure that you have this wind of life in your spiritual sails. Isn't that awesome to understand, everybody? Isn't that just so cool that that's how God wants you to be going that's what the holy spirit does that's how he wants to move in your life so we're going to just take what we started to learn we're just going to go a little bit deeper by section here we're going to go one more step deeper with knowing the holy spirit uh, just a little bit more and, and so i'm going to describe the holy spirit a little bit but here's where it's tricky for me as i thought about this it's really tricky to describe the holy spirit to somebody who doesn't understand the holy spirit like it's it's almost like so tricky i almost have to say you just you kind of have to experience it like it's it's very tricky so Going back to this idea that anytime you see the Holy Spirit, he's referred to as wind. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take just a couple ways to describe the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna describe the Holy Spirit like someone like you would describe wind to somebody else who does, who's never experienced wind. So just think about it. Think about how to describe wind to someone who's never ever experienced wind. Wouldn't you just be like, well, just go out and experience you have, I can't explain it to you. Just go feel it, right? Same kind of thing. So we're gonna break down how you could describe wind. It's gonna be the same thing. We'll see how this parallels with the Holy Spirit. The first way that you would describe wind is you would probably say it's invisible, right? You'd be like, well, it's invisible, right? You can't see it, but here's where you, you step outside and sometimes you can actually see the effects of it, right? You're like, can't, so, so wind doesn't have color uh, and it doesn't have like any physical, you can't put a color to it, you can't put a physical property to it, but you can see its effects. You can see what it's done. And the same thing is true of the Holy Spirit. The same thing is actually, and Jesus actually talks about this. Check out what Jesus says. He says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, that's the Holy Spirit, to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom uh, the world cannot re receive. Why? Because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So Jesus says just straight up, like, listen, God's presence in your life is not always gonna be seen and you gotta be okay with that. Like, that's what he's saying. He's like, you're not always gonna see, uh, it's just gonna be felt and that's okay. You can feel him and you'll know it when you do. But people, here's what he's also saying, you gotta catch that. People aren't gonna get it because people just don't understand what they don't see, right? We're like, we understand that. People just are not gonna understand. They're not comfortable with what they can't see. So a lot of people are just not going to get it but here's what I want to tell you once you feel them you know them right once you that's what Jesus is getting at the Holy Spirit is felt he's felt and that gets a little out of whack sometimes in church because a lot of times we talk about feelings and emotions and, and you hear a lot like well you can't go off your feelings you can't and and like I'm kind of there you can't just go off your feelings but the other side is true this is what I want to say this is what I think Jesus is saying as well as feeling the presence see I'm saying there is more to the presence of God than just having an intellectual knowledge of God there is just this trans there is this supernatural like feeling that you get with God and that's the presence of the Holy Spirit where you just feel God and you're like oh man there it is there, there it 
it is. You can't explain it, but if you felt it, you know what I'm talking about. It's hard to explain, but that's the Holy Spirit. And really, gang, listen, that's my hope and prayer for every Sunday here in this building. Like that's what I, I pray every, when I come out here, that's what I say that I hope for every time I come out there. I say, hey man, I'm just hoping you have a moment with God. I hope you have a moment with him where you just feel God and have a moment where you go, man, there's something here. Like there's just something here, man. That's the Holy Spirit, okay? And like, here's the thing. Like that's why every, I think that's why people come here. Like you don't come for the lights or the, the amazing, extraordinary teaching every Sunday. Like you don't come, like you, you come for other reasons. Like you, you come for a reason because you, you know that you wanna feel that presence of God. And you're like, oh man, there it is. Like, and you think that felt good and that's what it is. And it doesn't just happen here on Sunday morning, but I'm telling you, that's why we come here to feel, gosh, right, it's felt. So that's the first thing. Here's the second one. Wind is variable. That's how else you would describe wind, right? It's variable that it shifts, it changes, like, you know, you can always feel it, uh, but you just never know sometimes where it's coming from or where it's going. And, and here's the thing, God is the same exact way. And honestly, that is not very comfortable with a lot of people either. Like a lot of people are not comfortable with the fact that God is sometimes a little unpredictable in his presence and how he's felt and, and how he works. Uh, we sort of like God, just like a lot of things. We like him in a little comfortable box where he's very predictable. And we're like, okay, no, that's the God that I want. Let's put him in the box. And, but that's not how God wants it. He doesn't want it that way. Jesus says this about, now you're gonna find, Jesus talks a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. Here's what Jesus says about that. Jesus says, this is great. He says, the wind Numa, he says, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So God doesn't do it the same way all the time. He just doesn't do it. He's variable. He changed, like he spoke to Moses through a burning bush, one and done. That's it. No, no, never again. There wasn't a church of the, uh, of the burning bush. Like that's just, you know what I mean? He just did it once and that was it. And he didn't do it again because here's why he does that. Every, this is why he does it every now and then. You know why he does that? You know why he changes up a little bit in his presence? Because we would end up worshiping the system and not God. That's what we would do. We would take what happened, we would worship that thing and not God. And so there's actually a story, I love the story of the Bible. There's a story where this guy hears about Jesus and, and how he healed another blind guy. So he brought his blind friend to Jesus, okay? And he came up to Jesus and he didn't ask Jesus for his friend. He didn't say, hey, heal my friend. What he said was, he goes, hey, Jesus, put your hand on my friend. Do the hand thing. And so Jesus goes, oh, you, th you think it's a hand, okay. And so what he ends up doing is he spits uh, in the dirt and he makes spit mud, okay. And he mixes the spit and then he takes all this spit mud and then he just wipes it all over the spit mud on the guy's face and he goes, ta-da. And, and, and then he's healed. And then just imagine being that guy. He's like, Mike, I'm so sorry. I did not know this was going this way. I had no idea. I'm so sorry. You're gonna get spit mud, like spit mud on your face. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mike was like, oh my gosh, I can see. But anyways, but why did he do it? Why did he do it? He did it because he knew, he's like, listen, you're gonna worship the system. You're gonna worship, man, it's, I'm Jesus, come on now. That's why he does it. That's how God operates. Listen to me, listen to me. Sometimes the presence of God is unpredictable and I'm okay with that. I'm open to experiencing that. Some of us need to be a little bit, be a little bit more open to that, man. Sometimes I wonder, I just do. I wonder even here in this church where if we get a little bit too bogged down on a system or a process or something to explain all of God. Listen, that's just not how he always works. Does he work in systems and processes? Yes, absolutely he does. But he also, the same way in that foundation we have, he also works sometimes in these unpredictable, variable ways. We gotta be open, we gotta be more open to that. Here's the third one. Wind is powerful, powerful, right? Like you ever, you ever go outside and you look and you're like, when did that? 
Like, you ever do that? You're like, really? Like, that was wind? Come on, man. Like, that is, sometimes it's crazy how powerful wind can really, really be. And it's the same thing with what the Holy Spirit, there is a power that is in the Holy Spirit. There's a power that comes from the Holy Spirit. And here's what I wanna say, everybody. This is what I wanna say. You gotta catch this. You gotta catch this in this one, okay? There is a power that is still there. And it's not a power that we look back on and say, oh yeah, it was powerful one day. There is still a power that exists today He's still moving, he's still powerful, and it is enough power in this one to change you and change anybody in the name of Jesus, amen? There is a power that still exists in this place, I'm telling you, it's not something we get looked back at, that's right, that's right, he's powerful. There's, there's a power that can help you and change you and fix you right now, right here, it's available today, I believe that. So that's how I would kind of describe the Holy Spirit, same way that you would kind of describe wind uh, to someone else. And, and so uh, now I, what I wanna do is I wanna spend the rest of our time kind of talking about, okay, now that we kind of have some describing words of the Holy Spirit, here's the question. Why would I want him working in my life? Because here's what's true. For every believer in Christ, we just said, you have the Holy Spirit in you, but it does not necessarily mean he's working in you. So I'm just gonna go over, and there's way more than three that we got uh, that we have time for. I wanna go through three reasons why you need the Holy Spirit, not just in you, but working in you, because I just think this is so powerful to understand. So here's the first reason that I think you should actually be leaning in on the Holy Spirit, because he can guide me. If you're taking notes, he could guide me. So the first reason why I think every Christian not only just needs him, but he needs him working is that the Holy Spirit can counsel you. He can guide you. He can actually help you make decisions and he can direct you, especially, listen, especially when you're not real sure what to do. That's what he could do. Jesus said this, one more thing he said about the Holy Spirit here. Here's what he says in John 16. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. That's what he says the Holy Spirit could do. So here's um, how you know, just if you're wondering like, well, how do I know if the Holy Spirit is who's guiding me and, and not anything else or not like kind of my guts or whatever? Like, how do I know the Holy Spirit's guiding you and not anything else? Well, here's a couple of things that I came up with to, for me to know that, that I'm actually being guided by the Holy Spirit. The first thing that I know that I'm being guided by the Holy Spirit with is that the Holy Spirit will always guide you in the truth. That's what this just says. He will always guide you towards the truth. And every time the truth is God's word, right? He will guide you to the truth every time. So here's what this is saying. It will never be countered you doing whatever you do. If you know you're being guided by the spirit, it will never be countered to what the, what the Bible says. It will never be countered to what God's word says. So that's one sort of litmus test to say, am I being guided by the Holy Spirit? It will never go counter to God's word. Here's the second way that the Holy Spirit will guide you. So he'll guide you to the truth. He will also guide you away from sin every time. Every single time he will guide you away from those desires and things that, that you wanna do that are against God. It's almost like you find, when you find yourself going, wow, I mean, like, I can't believe I didn't do that thing that I wanted to do, but I knew it was against God. That's being guided by the Holy Spirit. That's experiencing the Holy Spirit in your life where you're almost like second nature to say, no, I'm not gonna do that thing anymore. I'm not gonna do that. He guides us away from sin. And so one of the, th I don't know, man, one of the things in this one is I, just found it, I, like the older I get, the more I find out about this. The older I get, the, the more I'm understanding that, that my decisions really affect a lot of people, right? Like they affect more people than me. When I was 17, I, I was like, yeah, whatever. But like now at 40, I'm like, these really affect people that I love. And I gotta kind of think about my decisions, right? Like I didn't do that at 17. But like, um, and, and so when I think about that, when I just think about how, how much my decisions affect other people, all I know, here's all I know. This is all I know with all I got. I can take all the help I get. I'll take all the help I can get, okay? Like with all the decisions. And Jesus is saying the key 
to making great decisions is allow the Holy Spirit to guide me in the right direction. He will guide you if you let him. And most of the time, everybody, it's in these gentle nudges, it's in these little tugs that he's constantly and always giving you. So the question is, am I sensitive enough to hear and understand the guidance that the Holy Spirit is given? And here's what comes to me. This is what I do. Man, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It's just simple as this. I, I literally pray, Holy Spirit, guide me. It's just taking that minute to pray, not just God help me. Holy Spirit, guide me in this. I don't know what to do. And I'm telling you, it'll bring that in. It, you'll, you'll start to understand the nudges. So that's, that's one thing. The Holy Spirit can guide me. Here's the second thing. The Holy Spirit can change me. He can change me. Here's a, a church a lot of us know. This is in the, in the book of Galatians. Here's what he says in Galatians 5. Uh, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, come on, faithfulness, yes, please, gentleness, self-control, yes, and amen to all that stuff. Like, right, like, you look at, a lot of us know this list, man, and I'm telling you, you look at this, it's one of the, one of the most popular scriptures in all the Bible, rightly so, because of all this stuff that the, the Holy Spirit can actually do. This is what the Holy Spirit can develop in you. You know, I was going through that list as I was going through this lesson, uh, and I was thinking about all the stuff on that list, and you know what I think about? all the misconceptions that we have with the Holy Spirit. Some of the things that kind of make us stay a little bit like at arm's length with the Holy Spirit. And then I look at that and I'm like, how much does that get messed up with what he actually wants us to do? Because here's what it's saying. Like, I think we get a little like nervous about what does he want to change me into? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Holy Spirit, I don't know a lot about it. Like, I know some things. What's it? So here's what I want to say. He absolutely wants to change you. Don't get that wrong. But I mean, look at this list and tell me what you don't want to be changed towards. Come on now, look at that. Look at that. Any, anybody need a little bit more joy? I don't know, man. Any, anybody in here need a little bit more peace? You guys are real quiet. Anybody need, come on now. Anybody need just some goodness in their life? Amen. How about patience? Listen, I got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. I will eat up patience like M&Ms in the name of Jesus right now. I need all the patience I can get. Yes and amen, Holy Spirit, bring it to me. Like I just, like, I'll just gobble it up. Nom, 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 nom. Like I need patience. Anybody, anybody with me, right? That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. He, if the Holy Spirit wants to change you into that, amazing what he can do if we let him. Here's a third one. The Holy Spirit, how much time we got? Holy Spirit, man, man. Holy Spirit, he can, there's some good stuff left. Holy Spirit can empower me. Holy Spirit can empower me. Look at this. This is crazy uh, what Paul says. This is what he's trying to get us to understand about the, I love this. this is, I love this. Here's what he says in Romans. He says, listen, listen, listen. I don't know if he didn't say that. You won't find that in the, but this is what I'm saying. He's like, listen, right, it's right here. Listen, um, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Isn't that crazy? So, so he's like, listen, listen, he's in you. Like he had the same power is in just take this in for a second the same power the right that got jesus out of that grave is inside you to empower you and equip you and make you do some amazing things that you don't even think you're capable of doing. come on man i need an amen right there come on that's amazing power to overcome power to get through power to take a step power to be obedient it's amazing like that's the power that gets me up here on the stage if you think that this is from something that's in me it's not if you knew anything about me, you knew how, much, how crippling this would be without the Holy Spirit for me to actually do this on a Sunday morning. He can empower you. There isn't an amazing power 
in the Holy Spirit, and he lives in you, each one of, it's just amazing, it's incredible power, and it's not to be comfortable and safe, it's not to, it's to be empowered to do amazing things for God in this world and in your life. And how he accomplishes that, he primarily does it through giving you a spiritual gift. Every single follower of Christ has a spiritual gift or has actually multiple gifts sometimes, but we all don't have the same exact gifts. It's amazing how he does that. He gives all kinds of different gifts to all kinds of different people. And here's what I'm gonna tell you, everybody. It's so important in this one. You need to discover your gift. You need to discover it. And you need to develop that gift and you need to deploy that gift in the name of Jesus Christ and do some God stuff around here in this world while we got time. I'm telling you right now, like some of us are just missing that. And some of you are here and you're like, oh, I don't, what's that? I don't know how to find my gift. I don't know what my gift is. Man, that's a huge part of why we have the next step sessions. All right, we have the next step session going on right now at 11 o'clock. And guess what? You could go to next steps next week, that's session three, and guess what that one's all about, everybody? It's about finding your spiritual gifts and being deployed and used by God. So you can go into that uh, class next week. That's a huge reason why we have those next steps classes. You can just go into that next week, find out uh, what God has to say about how he made you, what he gifted you in doing, and then maybe just get moving uh, to do what God wants you to do. The Holy Spirit, man, he wants to empower you to do some great things for God. It's amazing what he can do. And so here's, here's, here's what I wanna say. Here's, here's like how we, like some of us are like, man, how do, I, how do I get moving with this, like Holy Spirit? And listen, we just scratched the surface. We just scratched the surface. I only got one minute. I'd go 30 more if you wanted me to. But like we just scratched it. I know you got lunch. But um, here, like some of you are like, man, what do I do? How do I, how do I know? Or, or how do I like kind of, you know, just allow the Holy Spirit in? So here's what I'm gonna challenge you to do. First of all, first of all, um, Man, I want you to read the Bible. Like find those 800 places where the Holy Spirit is. Like take a week and do that, right? Uh, might take you longer than a week, I don't know. Uh, but find those places and just read, get informed about the Holy Spirit, what he could do. But here's what I want you, if you have your notes, just this isn't in your notes, I just want you to write four letters down. And this is what I want to challenge you to do, okay? And I'm gonna tell you how to do it, pray. Just write that down, just write pray. And I'm gonna tell you the three things that I'm gonna challenge all of us to pray today, next week, all the rest of our lives. And it's three things that I don't think we're really praying. I'm telling you, it was a challenge to me too. So here's what I want you to pray every day this week, okay? First thing I want you to pray is Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Because listen, he's giving you nudges right now. And I think if you just recognize, Holy Spirit, guide me. I think he's gonna show you some of those nudges just by praying that prayer every day with those nudges and to be a little bit more sensitive. And then pray, Holy Spirit, change me. I mean, you got some things that you wanna change me and I want some of that stuff. Change me into being that person with, with, with goodness and self-control and, and kindness and joy. I want that, so change me. Holy Spirit, change me. Here's a third one. Holy Spirit, empower me. He has given you the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. Come on now. Man, just ask him for it. <laughs> just ask him for it. When's the last time you said, Holy Spirit, empower me today to have the strength to get through, to have the strength to get by, to have the strength to take the next step? So we pray those things. And here's the thing. You start praying those prayers. Here's what I know is gonna happen. You're going to invite the Holy Spirit. You're gonna give the Holy Spirit permission to do some work and you not just be living in you, but to do some work in your life. And I'm telling you, if you start praying those prayers every day, you're also gonna see the Holy Spirit who has always been working you, who still is working in you today. I believe that you will see that stuff. If you just take that challenge, pray those three prayers. So um, I wanna, I'm gonna pray for us real quick, but as we're in, and I just wanna, one more thing. You put your notes away. One more thing uh, about God. We're in this great series, and, and I just want to wrap up by giving you this last thought about God uh, with this whole series God is. I think we've been seeing some incredible truths about who God is, but here's what I want to say. I just want to tell you this as we wrap this up. This is with everything I know. 
This is with everything I got. Man, I get shaky on this, man. God just really wants you to experience him. Like, really. Do you know that? Like, he just wants you to understand, like, how to experience him fully. And, And I'm telling you guys, the key, the key to this is it these three things that God is. That God the Father loves you. Understanding that. Understanding that God the Son, he, he sacrificed himself for you. He died for you. He made a way for you. He paid the penalty of your sin. He paid that cost. And God the Holy Spirit, he wants to maintain this amazing relationship, fellowship, partnership with you and God. The connection that you have with God. It's so important. It's just so important to have all those three things going on in your life, everybody. And here's my fear. Here's my, this is with a whole series, with a whole thing about God. My fear is that, that, that what's going on with so many people in their Christian lives, here's my fear with so many people, maybe in this room, you're gonna go through your Christian life like really knowing the love of the Father, like really like understanding and, and then really understanding and believing in Jesus and you, you receive the gift of salvation through his death on the cross, but you could absolutely miss the fullness of God if you're not leaning into the Holy Spirit. I feel like some of you just need to hear me on this. You're just missing out on what the Holy Spirit is in you, that he is in you, that he, he wants to have power in you and he wants to give that to you. He wants to unleash it in the name of Jesus just to do some things in your life. And there are some of you here, I believe this, I believe it. You're here for a reason, I just know it. You're here because you need to hear this word. And some of you, you are going through this life and you are missing something. Like you know God, you're like, you know Jesus. And you're like, something's missing. Like you feel like I'm, I, you're here and I'm telling you, let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you, you are for just a quick second. You are going through this life and you're going through this relationship with God and you just feel like you are white knuckling it. Come on. And you're like, it's almost like you're going upstream and it's just so hard and there's stress and there's all this stuff like piling up in your life. And you're like, man, I thought this life with God was supposed to make it a little bit better. And I, I know it's not supposed to be easier, but at least just a little bit better. And you're here and you've come in today with all that going on. And here's what you need. I'm just telling you right now, you need that pneuma. You need that breath of God in your spiritual sails to get you moving in this relationship. But you're missing it. You're white enough. You cannot do it on your own. And he's like, I gave you, I gave you my person in the Holy Spirit. I just want to, oh, I just want to like give you breath. I want to breathe life into you. That's what I do through the Holy Spirit. And as some of you here, I'm telling you, you need life to be breathed in your family and in your marriage and in your faith. Come on. You need it, you need it. I just feel it so badly for some of you in here. And here's what I'm gonna tell you. I'm just I'm gonna try to make this simple. It doesn't come from you. It comes from the person of the Holy Spirit. And here's what I believe. I just believe you need to give him permission and access to get working in your life. I think it's as simple as that. Are you willing to drop your preconceptions, to drop the hindrances that you have, to drop the kind of the fear that you have by keeping an arm's length and just go, no, I'm gonna step towards you. Man, I, I just, I would love to see that happen. A revival of the Holy Spirit in this church. Let me pray. God, man, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you give us breath, that you give us a powerful wind in our spiritual sails through, through you as the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us understand more about you. Help us to understand what you can do, that we can see a need for that in our lives and help us to just lean into it and not get at arm's length, but lean in and learn more and understand what you can really do, that, that the fellowship with God, it just hinges on us leaning into you, Holy Spirit. I pray that we do that and you work on us. As we're praying this morning, um, I'm just coming to understand. I think some of us, like we can't really enter into this uh, experience of the Holy Spirit yet because I just, I believe that there are some in here who have not started a relationship with, with God the Father or Jesus Christ, God the Son. You just haven't entered into that understanding of what you need to do to start a relationship with God. 
And so I'm just gonna give you an opportunity to think through that. And maybe you're here and you just, you came here and you know that you haven't received that gift that God wants to give you where you are actually saved, where you're just not uh, understanding God, but you, you are on this level of understanding that he actually, he loves you. You need to understand he loves you so much. He is never gonna take that love away from you. And you just haven't even dealt with that. But that he loved you so much that he actually did something for you because you know there's stuff in your life that's messed up. You know it. And you're here and you're like, man, I know it. And, and you haven't come to grips with that, but he sent you his son, Jesus, to actually make a way for you that, that Jesus, the son, God's son, he came to die for you. He came to make a way for you where there was absolutely no way to God. You need to actually come to terms with that. And you're here and you just haven't done that yet, that he came to die on the cross for you, for your sin. He paid that penalty for your sin and he died your death. He made it personal with you right there. And so if you're here and you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, I just wanna give you an opportunity to do that. If you're watching online and, and you, you haven't done that, I wanna give you an opportunity to do that. Um, you don't need to stand up. You don't need to walk forward to, to receive this the gift of salvation. You can do it right there, right where you're at. I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now to receive this gift of forgiveness and mercy and salvation. But you do need to acknowledge a few things. I'm gonna pray a prayer uh, for you and, and I'm, you know, I'm just gonna help you take that step today to have your sins forgiven and come back to God who made you and loves you and made a, a way for you. So if you've never done that, I'm just gonna make it easy. I'm just gonna pray a prayer that, that you could pray with me. Uh, and if you're ready to actually take that step and you want me to include you in this prayer, just let God know right now that you're like, no, I wanna include in that prayer of salvation. If you could just raise your hand, just acknowledge to God, yeah, I need to include in that prayer. If you just raise your hand right now and show God, yeah, I'm ready for salvation. I've never done that. Raise your hand so I can see it. Raise your hand so I can see if you're ready to accept that gift. Okay, I see you back there. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? Come on. If you say, yes, I want to include in that prayer, Andy. I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. Okay. Praise God for you. I'm just, that's awesome that you're going to pray this prayer. So we just pray this together. We pray, God, thank you for loving me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Today, I receive that gift. Pray this. Pray, I accept that I need forgiveness for my sin for living my way and not your way going against you. So I turn from living my way. I turn to you and I pray that you forgive me. I fully surrender my life to you. Change me, make me new. I give you my life. God, thank you for anyone who prayed that prayer. Thank you for the forgiveness that you give. It's awesome. And thank you for the Holy Spirit that now is entering in to this relationship to keep that fellowship going with whoever just prayed that prayer for the very first time. It's amazing to think about what's happening right now in them. We just thank you for that and the new life that you just gave in this place. And we pray for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, I saw you raise your hand. If you prayed that prayer, here's what I want you to do. First of all, let's praise God for welcoming this. Welcome them into the kingdom of us. Praise God for praying, but yes, awesome, yes. So here's what I want you to do if you prayed that prayer, okay? I saw you guys, if you prayed that prayer, just real quick, I want you to fill out that connect card, okay? And drop it in one of the buckets in here. If you prayed online, you can fill out a connect card too because here's what I wanna do. I wanna give you some materials. I wanna give you a few things. I'm not gonna come knocking on your door, okay? I promise. I won't like look through your window, but like I, that's what I'm not gonna do. I can if you want me to, but just fill it out. And, and I wanna give you some resources to help you take some steps, but I, I cannot give you those resources if you didn't fill out that connect card. Do that, put it in the buckets, man, and we will get you some resources to get you moving in this new relationship that you just have with God, okay? Hey, that concludes our service. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for being here. Come back next week. We're gonna start a brand new series. The other 316s, you're not gonna wanna miss it. See you next Sunday.